Hey, my decolonized friends. It's your girl, Decolon, back with another episode of Poems and Commentary. If this is your first time here, welcome. For everyone returning, thank you for coming back. For real, for real. I really appreciate everyone who listens. All right, so let's get into it. Understanding is that our facial expressions do not lend to other emotions. At the fear is we stay ready to start a commotion just because. Like there are no reasons to be black, a woman, and angry at the same time. So don't you know on most days I turn my smile into a protest, but the rest is a crooked upwards battle. I've been trying to rise like Maya's dust. Every time there's some bitter twisted lies. Been trying to be black girl magic without a spell to conjure over this hurt. This pain, this rolled up thunder pressed between my ears. I've been trying to sew invisibility cloaks to drape around my children for protection, only to find out they invisible already without protection. I've been trying to tell my daughters to not be angry, that sass might get you sassed, that kissing the pavement ain't better than going home. They will say you had too much attitude, refuse to see your smile pressing through from behind your teeth, the world on your shoulders like the mule you are. They will wonder how you made it anyhow, how somehow they haven't killed you yet, being angry and all. And ain't that the point? That Harriet Tubman had to be an angry black woman? That Sojourner Truth had to be an angry black woman? That Asada Shakur had to be an angry black woman? That Fannie Lou Hamer had to be an angry black woman? That Rosa Parks had to be an angry black woman? That Shirley Chisholm had to be an angry black woman? That Ida B. Wells had to be an angry black woman? That Coretta Scott King had to be angry black woman that Betty Shabazz had to be an angry black woman and ain't that the point point point. that I have every right to be angry angry about our trees cut down and the roots left there naked in the sun about history being his story one too many times about the corrections to my language when my tongue was already cut out about gentrification about discrimination about appropriation of my culture about bullets spraying like a carnival game on victims with no weapons about being called everything but my name mammy jezebel ratchet bitch about the prison industrial complex about this reflection someone put in the mirror that ain't my own i have every right to break the glass this anger ain't yours to police ain't yours to cage up like a bird ain't yours is the point i've been trying not to be an angry black woman truth is i ain't trying no more and you're gonna be glad one day i said you're gonna be glad one day i was angry enough to change the world the world the world the world Hope you enjoyed listening to the poem. It's an old poem. (laughs) I wrote it years ago, but I thought it would be a good follow-up to the trope of the strong black woman I talked about in the last episode. The angry black woman trope, uh, otherwise known as sapphire, is one that has been popularized through media for about a century. The word sapphire comes from a situational comedy show called Amos and Andy, which started as a radio show in 1928 and moved to television in the 1950s. Honestly, you can find every kind of stereotype of black people in it, like every kind. But for the purposes of this episode, there was a character on the show called Sapphire Stevens, who regularly berated her husband for being lazy. 
another black stereotype by the way uh, and before sapphire the trope was sassy mammies one example is a character played by hattie mcdaniels famously in gone with the wind um, but in other productions as well this stereotype has permeated television and film and subsequently oversimplifies what it means to be angry as a black woman in real life in my lifetime, I've witnessed and experienced the angry black woman trope being used against black women voicing a concern, an observation, or any complaint about an injustice or wrong done towards them or even other people. It's been used against black women who assert themselves at work, at home, or any other context. The dangerous part of this is that this stereotype attempts to strip away the freedom to be righteously angry about anything, anything at all. I wrote this piece because I wanted to reclaim the emotion. There are things in our society, in our culture, in our lives that we should feel free to be angry about. And what if black women were never angry about injustice? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the women I named in the poem were never angry about injustice? All that anti-lynching work that Ida B. Wells did, gone. Sojourner Truth fighting for freedom and the right to vote, gone. Even Coretta Scott King. And I say even because anger is not something I think folks generally associate with her. But she's the reason we even celebrate Martin Luther King Day. She fought hard for it. The list is long and history would be so different. The stereotype also depends on anger being a negative emotion but I believe that we can use anger for good. It can help point to the wrongs of our society and help shape our resolve, our resolve, our unapologetic resolve to do something about it. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And to support my work as an artist, you can join my village on Patreon, where I have more content. I encourage you to learn something every day. We can decolonize our minds together. Until next time.